Peace be with you. Must be some vacationers still out. Uh, <laughs> we're, I hope that the church doesn't tilt to this side. It's really funny from my point of view. <laughs> we're, we're a little lopsided. <laughs> I'll stand over here. That'll help, right? Yeah. I have some announcements. Go figure. The first one that's important, um, because it says so on this notice, important notice, is that um, the street out there on Larkspur is going to be uh, slurry-coated this next Wednesday. However, if you go far enough down to the, where the Jones live, it'll be Tuesday. That's what I'm, what I'm told. So on Wednesday, uh, I made a, an executive decision and said that we should keep the, uh, the campus closed. A couple reasons. One, I don't want you to have stuff all over your cars and you come here and and two the workers probably would appreciate not having uh tire tracks on their freshly broomed out and poured out hot asphaltic whatever it is that they're pouring on there to seal the streets but boy will they look nice when they're done so um this wednesday august the 22nd the campus will be closed because the streets will be closed from 7 a.m to 5 p.m okay is everyone all right with that all uh, in favor, say aye. All opposed. <laughs> okay, motion carries. Um, we have some other uh, uh, news in here. Um, very excited to hear this, but um, Peg and D. Jones um, have a new great grandbaby, and he was born on Friday. His name is Rex. And he weighed nine pounds and two ounces. So he's a little guy. He's probably eating steak today, you know. <laughs> so congratulations, great-grandma and grandpa. We're, we're celebrating uh, new life. That is exciting. So hope I get to meet that little guy. You know, that I would love it. I would love it. And um, we had a, a wonderful uh, ministry yesterday as we um, supported uh, our sister church, Victory Outreach. Um, I'd say we supported, I really didn't do anything, but we have some workers here yesterday that braved the hot and made hot dogs and passed them out with smiles and um, greeted the people from around this community and their children um, who received backpacks for school. And not only just backpacks, but we're talking paper and pens and, and crayons for the little guys and all that. So it was really a fun thing to witness as a pastor, this interaction um, with this community and our sister church that is um, really about going out and making disciples and helping. And so it's a joy to have the opportunity to come alongside them and support them in a way um, they're like a church plant for us. They're like a ministry for us that we help. They're young and strong, and um, we are wise and prayer warriors and seasoned and full of knowledge, right? Yeah, 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 huh? You're looking at me like, well, okay, I wasn't including me. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. And, <laughs> but 
we had just a, also a really wonderful time with them uh, on our movie night. And um, we did watch the movie, uh, I Can Only Imagine. And I think for a lot of people, um, maybe even a lot of these kids that are in the men's home and that are uh, being um, trained in, in, uh, into how to be gentlemen and to live in the society, I think it might have hit home because that story talked about a man who um, survived severe uh, physical and emotional abuse at the hands of his father. And it, it, it ends up beautifully with a beautiful song of I Can Only Imagine. Now, when the lights went on in our fellowship hall, there were a lot of tears. And it touched a lot of people. And, and I think what I, uh, what I gathered from that is that we are all the same. We're sinners in need of a Savior. And those kids hear that, see that, and um, are grateful for that. So this has been a really wonderful thing the Lord has introduced to this church in the last two years, and so I'm grateful for that. And I think that's it, Ed. Anything else? Susan, anything I could... Hmm? No? No? We're done? Okay, thank goodness. And 904, not too bad. Well, let's stand... And our opening hymn is on uh, page 527, All Creatures of Our God and King.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God, our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his son's sake, he forgives you all, every one of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore grant Excuse me, I, I'm having a moment here. And by his authority, I therefore declare, I don't grant, I declare to you in his name, his authority, that all of your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Amen. 
help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. The Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, whom to know is everlasting life, grant us to know your Son, Jesus, to be the way, the truth, and the life that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that leads to life eternal through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Our first reading this morning is from Proverbs, chapter 9, verses 1 through 10, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 996. Proverbs 9, 1 through 10. Wisdom has built her house. She has set upon, up its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine, so has also set her table. She has sent out her servants, and she calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, come eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways, and you will live. Walk in the way of the insight. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers, or they will hate you. 
rebuke the wise, and they will love you. Instruct the wise, and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. We will read Psalm 34, verses 12 through 22, responsibly. Please see page 7 of your bulletin. Psalm 34, 12 through 22. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to blot out their name from the earth. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Our third reading, the epistle, is from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6 through 21, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1822. Ephesians 5, 6 through 21. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them, for you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity 
because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel reading this morning is from St. John chapter 6, verses 51 through 69, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1658. Glory to you. John writes, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves, how can this man give us flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. And just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died. But whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who? Can accept it. Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? 
Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. Say, this is why... He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. And from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave me too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of All of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, because nothing uh, good comes from anywhere else. This is a hard lesson to hear. Um, I'm not going to single you out, but I see we have two guests here with Miss Eldred. And... uh, I, as I was reading that, I was thinking, oh my goodness, what a Sunday to come in and, and hear this, um, not knowing uh, your background in, in church and so forth, and, and hoping that um, I can explain this such that <laughs> I went to Elder's Church and they're talking about cannibalism. <laughs> the pastor seemed nice, but now I'm wondering why he got so round. What is he eating, you know? Welcome. Welcome, and I promise that we'll get this, uh, we'll, we'll bring this around full secret circle so that you can understand uh, that it's not about cannibalism. Uh, I wanted to, to share with you a couple of things in preparation for this sermon this week. Um, boy, a lot of thoughts went through my, went through my mind on, on the direction to take it and, and the things to, to say, and um, a couple stories came up to me that um, there was... There's a little boy, and I know this little boy, um, and his friend asked him, do you ever think about when you grow up, you know, what, what you're going to be? And he goes, well, yeah, I do. And he says, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? The little boy said, happy. And that's a good aspiration. I want to be happy. Now, some people have said that John Lennon said that. And some people say that... Um, who else? Oh, Goldie Hawn said that. But I'm here to tell you unequivocally I have proof because I Googled it. And Charlie Brown asked Linus Van Pelt that in 1960 in a, in a, in a cartoon. And Linus uh, said, I want to be outrageously happy. I thought that was, that was cute. 
That's a, that's a lofty goal. I want to be happy. How do, we, how do we get there? The other uh, concept that was in my heart and in my mind um, had to do with enough. Have you ever heard somebody or have you ever said, enough is enough? You said that? In your head? What do you mean? Yeah, they're spelled the same. Right. Enough is enough. Really? You know, usually when it was said, <laughs> I better back up and ask for forgiveness and, you know, because next was coming, wait until your father comes home. Right? Enough is enough. I've had enough. I'm sick and tired. There's another sentence you don't, uh, <laughs> in my house, when I was little, you didn't complete for mom. I'm sick and tired. <laughs> On the rear end. That was before that comedian said that in his great show. But, you know, we lived that. We lived that. Enough. The other night, I, was, uh, I woke up in the middle of the night, and enough is enough came on my mind. And, and enough, you know, it's like, oh. And I had these thoughts uh, of enough. Not good enough. Not smart enough. Not kind enough. Have you ever had those feelings? Have you ever been told by somebody that you're not enough? In the middle of the night, you know, you're not enough. You're not this enough, this enough, this enough, this enough. That isn't coming from God. That's coming from the evil one here and that one, and he wants to rob your happy. He is trying to convince you that you're not enough. And yet, We buy into that at times. And we need to be reminded that you are enough. We'll get back to that in a minute, too. Our reading this morning, um, the uh, Proverbs were picked. And, and it was really, it's, it's neat because they describe wisdom as a, as a lady. Sounds like a really nice lady calling out to anybody. Hey, you, simple person. You know, come to me, come to my house and eat of the food that I prepared for you. Drink of the wine that I mixed for you. Come and take in wisdom. It's good for you. And truly, it is. But there was another reading that we could have uh, done, and I, and, and I base part of my sermon on this because it comes from Joshua and Joshua gathered all of the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel. Everybody was there. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all of the people, enough is enough. No, he didn't. Well, actually, he kind of did. He said, thus says the Lord, uh, the God of Israel, long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates. And God was good to your fathers. God took from the other side of the river Abraham. And from him came Isaac. And on and on and on, up until the point where God rescued his people 
from Egypt. They had fallen into rebellion because why? It's not enough. Manna, 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 manna. That's all we get to eat. Falls from heaven, bread. Manna, 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 manna. Not enough. In our nature, we kind of want to say, it's not enough. Well, I, I, I delivered you from the, from the Egyptians. Yeah, well, great, because now we're starving. At least back there we had food. Oh, yeah, and a whip, and labor, and beatings, and killings. That was a lot of fun, I'm sure, guys. And so Joshua has a, what um, the, the world may call um, unknowing, but it's actually accurate, a come to Jesus talk. Have you ever heard somebody say, hey, come to Jesus kind of talk? Usually that one's not good either. Because in my experience, it wasn't about Jesus. It was about, it was about what came after enough is enough. You guys seeing a kind of a theme here? Enough is enough. Boy, Pastor Ken must have been a real pain. Well, you know me long enough, yeah. And I still am. So he says to them, now therefore, guys and gals, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the little G gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, then guess what? Choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the little g gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the little g gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house. I told you, did, you, did, did Elbridge say how kind of weird I am? No, but I'm starting to figure it out now. We're going to talk afterwards. Is that okay? If I don't, you guys don't run off. Okay. Okay, so the, the come to Jesus talk comes, right? And the people are kind of going, ooh, wow, you know, and they're convicted in their heart. They're hearing the word of the Lord. And that's what comes down from ha heaven. That is a transformational thing. You hear the words of the gospel, and it changes your heart. And so what happened? They said, then the people answered, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our big G God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is good. And things were good for a while until that generation passed away. And the next generation came along, looked around, and said, it's not enough. Now onto the cannibalism. Well, here's the thing. The law wasn't enough to save us. We're not enough to save ourselves. And so 
God made a promise foretold by the prophets that I will send one, a Messiah. I will send one that will rescue my people once and for all. And he did. And his name is Jesus. And when the people saw him, they thought he's not enough. Last week, when Jesus was speaking, people were saying, isn't this the carpenter's son? Born of Joseph and Mary. Eye roll there. How scandalous, right? He's not enough. No, no, no. The Messiah that's coming is going to be more like Rambo or or, or General Patton, he's going to come in here and vanquish the Romans and put us in control. This guy's not enough. And this, this week's reading, he's talking to them about blood and bread. But he calls it flesh. Now these guys that were listening to this is the people that were following him and the Jews of the synagogue, they knew it wasn't about cannibalism. They knew that he was referring to Leviticus 7, 11 through 12. And in that it says, for the life of the creature is in the blood. The life of the creature is in the blood. What happens if we lose all of our blood? Right? Okay. And God has said through the prophet there, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. Therefore, I say to the Israelites, none of you may eat blood, nor may any foreigner, that is a Gentile, residing among you eat blood. God gave the animals, gave the blood as an atonement for our sin, for the people's sin. So the blood was precious. The blood represented life. They owned everything to God, and yet they still had the nerve to say, you're not enough. And so Jesus was saying, I am. <laughs> Uh-oh. He was equating that his blood was life-giving blood, that his blood shed on the altar, on the cross, was going to atone for their sins. That he came from heaven down. That every good thing came from heaven that you have. And here I am, he says. Ta-da! And they're grumbling, saying, it's not enough. It's not enough. In fact, his disciples that were with him, there were many, more like fans than followers. Because this was a hard teaching. He was basically saying, I am the one to come. I am the Messiah. And then he looked at the 12, and he says, Do you guys want to go too? And he knew. And then Peter says, 
Lord, from where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You notice we sing that every, I mean, I think of Peter. Every time we do that, it would come up here and read the gospel. The life-giving bread, the word that we feed on. And so when Jesus says, you feed on me, it's the same thing as saying, you believe in me. For those who believe in me, they have eternal life. For those who trust in me, the promise in me, have eternal life. There is his promise that I will come back and raise you up. He gives us promises. He gave you a promise when you were baptized. And that was, he put a deposit in you with the Holy Spirit. That you became clothed in Christ at that baptism. That you have Christ sealing, the Holy Spirit sealing. You were marked by the cross. You are his child forever through your baptism. How? Because his blood was shed on that altar, that cross, his blood. And we come and we celebrate in this sacrament of the altar right here. When Jesus said, and you'll hear me say these words, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. We take him at his word because Jesus keeps all of his promises. Jesus doesn't tell a lie. Now, when I hold this bread and and when I have, does it turn into blood and does it turn into, you know, flesh? No. No. But Jesus didn't say, this is kind of like symbolic of my blood and kind of like symbolic of, of my body. So just kind of do this so we remember. No, he says, I am with you. And as this church confesses the Lutheran confessions, that is to say that he is in the bread. He is on the bread. He's above, below, side to side. Through it. Same with the blood, the wine. He is in it, on it. And you take him in. Faith. Belief. And that, my friend, friends, brothers and sisters, That is more than enough. And that's his promise. And that's what the gospel tells us. Jesus is enough. And you are too. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
Let us now confess our faith together with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand Let us pray for the Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, the words of your Savior, of our Savior, are spirit and life. Give us grace to cling to them always, but especially when we find them hard to listen to, that we may discover with Peter and the other apostles that Christ alone has the words of eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. Look in mercy on all the baptized, pour out your spirit on them, and fill them with the light of your word, so that your people may live as children of the light, taking no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Wise one, you set a banquet before us in word and meal, and summon us to leave our simple ways and live walking in the way of insight. Remember all the servants of your church. Grant that they may always increase in learning and find knowing you to be the path of insight. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Raise up, we beg you, Lord, ever new workers for your harvest fields, determined like Joshua of old to serve you alone. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Ruler of all, Look in compassion on Donald, our country's president, on all who serve in the legislature or as judges, and on all who serve in our armed forces. Uphold them in honor and integrity and make them a blessing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Kind Father, your son is the healer of the sick, the resurrection of the dead, and our bread of life. Hear our prayers today for those who suffer those taking treatments or facing surgery, the sick, and those who are dying. We commend to your loving hands above all those we have been asked to remember before you, and now either name silently or out loud. Comfort them and sustain them with your powerful word, granting whatever healing you will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bountiful giver, your son assures us that his flesh is true food and his blood true drink, and that those who feed on him will live forever because of him. By your spirit, prepare our hearts to welcome him as he comes to us in this Eucharist. 
that we may rejoice in his promises and depart in his peace. Lord, in your mercy. Source of all life, on the great day of the resurrection, your son will call all who fall asleep in him to arise from the dead and shine in his light. Receive our thanks for the faithful who departed this life, trusting in his promises. Bring us with them into the light of that day that has no evening. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. So did I creep you out? Sorry. <laughs> I'm Pastor Ken. <laughs> nice to meet you. What's your name? Sammy. Nice to meet you. And you are? Hi, Livy. Oh, beautiful. Well, you know, I, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I hope I didn't scare you away. <laughs> First... Oh, okay.
Will you please stand? Pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread. He gave thanks and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples and saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread, and drink of this cup that we proclaim, you proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his triumphant coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus is enough, amen? You know, enough means sufficient. 
Not just close, but enough. Of, it's, it's, he's enough, isn't he? Amen. So look, we could say he's more than enough. And because you're in him and he is in you, you therefore are enough. However, let us come together holding hands, knowing that we are enough. Let us come together and leave our sins behind us, knowing that his work refreshes us through this meal. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you up.
Now I got a, had an audible called on me. Oh, and here it comes. Um, before the benediction and before um, our closing hymn, um, Pastor Mitch, the pastor of Victory Outreach, would like to come and address uh, you all. So will you give him a warm welcome, Pastor Mitch? You can. You betcha. This is God's house, your house, all of our house. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Will you please stand? And now the benediction, which is an Aaron, ironic prayer. Whereupon he says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. What do you want to be when you grow up? Amen. Let's just start now, whether we're grown up or not. How great thou art.